Tuned in to the Lone Star Lowdown, your favorite sports podcast where we're talking professional, college, and fantasy sports with your host, Ty Henderson, Shay Holt, and Corey Guidry. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Lone Star Lowdown here at Clifford Studios. I'm Ty Henderson. We got Shay Holt, of course, Corey Guidry, the pride of Port Arthur and Beaumont area. Let's go. And then we got we got our first guest of uh, you know season two here on the Lone Star Lowdown, Keenan Womack. Keenan Womack on Twitter, Orange Bloods writer, college basketball expert. We're excited to have you here, man. What's up? Dude, nothing's nothing's up really. I mean, uh, this is a really fun NBA playoffs. I've been enjoying them quite a bit. So since we missed last week due to some scheduling conflicts that we talked about on episode one with the Pluckers uh, draft party, we'll be talking about the NFL draft, uh, the winners and losers, the Cowboys draft, without the big moves the Texans made. We'll also, like we just said, be talking about the NBA playoffs. Since we last talked, we're now into round two uh, with some major upsets, and I mean, we we had. A big coach firing today earlier. I don't know if y'all saw that. Let's we'll start off with the draft before we get into this, our sad Mavericks talk here in a little <laughs> bit. Oh, and also we're going to talk about Keenan's big NBA draft big board. Let's that, do it. that will be dropped on his Twitter and all his other uh, social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I'm sure by the time this episode is released. But uh, Corey, yo, how we feeling? How we feeling about the draft? As far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, I mean, or? whatever. What, what was your biggest takeaway? I mean, to me, um, if we're just going to go from the Dallas perspective, it looks like they're gearing up to play Philadelphia. That just seemed like a draft to really counter what the Eagles do. You talk about a team who people talk about banning the way they did the QB sneak. So you're going to go ahead and plug in a 330, 340-pound DT, one of the biggest you know, freaks. He was at the top of Bruce Feldman's yearly freak list because of his ability to just not only be one of the strongest people in Michigan's weight room history. He has a ton of records, but also his short area quickness. So, um, what did was he was he on your mind before the draft for the Cowboys though, or was it was that a, like for me and the rest of the Pluckers uh, draft party? That me and Shay were at it. I mean, we were like, who's that guy? Yeah, I saw a couple people have him mocked. Um, I like to pick more than any tight end they could have taken personally. Um, Even I mean, you're more than mayor. Would yes. you? I, yes, yeah. I didn't want. We were in agreement that we didn't want mayor, right? Interesting. Yes, because mayor to me is not an elite athlete. Uh, while he is steady, I don't know if he ever have like a top three tight end in, in the league potential. And if I'm picking one in the first round, that's what I want. I want one of the elite Game guys. Changer, yeah. yeah, yeah. You already know I'd never take a tight end in the first round. Uh, I've never seen one work out. And uh, yeah, so I'd always take a big defensive tackle, just somebody to put up on the line, rather than. Uh, maybe work out tight end that you're going to end up dealing or losing in free agency. So I, I, we saw the Buffalo Bills trade up in front of them and select Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Was mm. as a Cowboys fan, as a Cowboys fan, I mean, I don't like tight ends in the first round either. But would he have been? Would you have been happy with that pick? If because it looks like we were going to take him if Buffalo didn't trade up. Well, from what I heard, they weren't going to take him. Really? Uh, yeah. From from what I, you know, I watch a lot of Dallas Cowboy draft coverage, and it looked like they were debating between Matthew Bergeron, who went like pick thirty six or something, uh, the Syracuse tackle, who they were planning to move to guard. They're de- they're debating between him and Mozzie. And while I do think Kincaid's a great fit with Josh Allen, he'll probably you know be a fantasy football darling. But um, yeah, I mean, I would have I like the Mozzie Smith pick. Again, I think he offers people think of him as more of just a trash can full of dirt run stuffer guy, but I think he can offer more 
like as far as pass rush goes, he has super good quickness. And you watch him on tape, he, he simply can't be moved. Like the dude is a monster. So. He's got a weird looking body. He, you he, know, the, the shirtless giraffe profile. He, <laughs> he almost has abs. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have abs? I feel like he has huge python arms, but He's he has. Massive. He looks like he got like a C-section. It's hard to have abs at three forty. You know, because he was up to like three eighty, three ninety, and Good lost God. a bunch of weight. That's yeah, why. That's he, crazy, dude. Um, he's one of those guys, but um. Yeah, but, oh, I mean, we can we can talk about the rest of the Cowboys draft here in a second. But Shay, I got to ask you. Um, you're a Houston guy. I know you're not a Texans fan. Uh, but the Houston Texans taking C.J. Stroud at number two, and then trading up to number three, which I mean, I don't. I can't remember. There may be one time that I can remember that that happening with a team uh, attaining another top five pick on draft night. What do y'all think about C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson? Do you think it was worth giving up your first round pick for next year? Yeah, I do because I think C.J. Stroud could easily be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, I think I would have taken him over Young at, with that number one pick the Carolina Panthers had. Uh, and at the time, I thought that it was a, it was great strategically by the uh, Texans to take C.J. Stroud to devalue that three pick. Like everybody thought the Texans are taking, you know, this defensive player, whoever it might have been, and then that the three pick was going to, you know, just be the Arizona Cardinals who didn't need a quarterback was just going to be a hot commodity. And it was. But once Stroud was off the board, it devalued that pick. And then they got Will Anderson, who I think could be the best defensive player in this draft. Um and I thought on draft night they were about to trade C.J. Stroud to the Colts for the four pick and, like, their future first-round yeah. pick. I thought they were really going to mastermind the whole situation. But, you know, ultimately it worked out how it did. They hopefully have their franchise quarterback and a cornerstone uh, at defensive end, you know, for eight years. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, I, I liked I – liked, they needed to be aggressive. Um, I mean – I've talked about Will Levis a lot. I, I still think he would have been a better fit than C.J. Stroud, which I know sounds crazy at this point with him falling as far as he did into the second round of the draft. But, I mean, think about it. Arizona right now, I mean, we, we haven't played a game yet, but it's projected to have the number one and the number two overall pick next year. Yep. But I do think, you know. Think about the, tr- think about the trade value those picks are going to have. It. I mean, if they do get the top two, that's amazing because Caleb Williams is coming out. Yeah, Drake no, May, so Caleb Williams, and who's the other guy? Marvin Harrison Jr. Probably. So yeah, I mean, but, but do you do you think they would like try to offload Kyler Murray and take it? Is Caleb Williams that? I mean, he's been called like I the greatest. That they have him. He's good too. Well, like, Kyler Murray's coming off the ACL, so yeah. he's not going to play this year. And he's on a, like a quarter, one of those quarter billion dollar contracts too. So if you can offload that for a rookie deal, you know, I don't see anybody taking that deal. Yeah, I mean, you could cut him, but no, I don't think anybody. If if he doesn't work out, nobody's nobody's taking that deal with the Kyler Murray. You know, already there's been with some the problems. Money. You know, yeah. well, yeah, just in, you know, there was the whole video games not fucking, you know, practice not studying enough, and you I think feel he, like that you made think a little play baseball being lazy. He could still go play baseball. Right? He literally could do that, and that would probably be smart. <laughs> go to probably the A's, play for maybe. longer. I mean, for longer. He'd play yeah, for longer, definitely. Sure, you know. Well, I mean, the Texans still do have Cleveland's, you know, first round pick next year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's it going to be, be a, that's going to be a mid round pick. I, I don't think Cleveland's going to be much better than they were this year. And you know, Texans are playing; they're not in a good division. You know, I mean, I think Jacksonville's probably going to be the favorite, but you could easily see Houston if C.J. Stroud can play. You know, D'Amico Ryan's can make that defense pretty solid. They could finish second in that division with you know six, seven wins, and that pick for that's Arizona. Being helpful. Yeah, it is being really helpful. <laughs> but you know, seen crazier things happen, and you know, they could end up. 
with that pick that went to Arizona being, you know, 8 to 12, and their pick for Cleveland's like 13 to 15. So it's really not that big of a drop. So I really like the move for them as far as value goes. They did have to give up a lot, but they were strategic in the way they went about it, at least. All right, cool. What about uh, Anthony Richardson going to the Colts at four? Y'all feel like that might is that a reach or is he gonna is is will the all the physical tools and gifts yeah, you have translate? I, he, com- he completed what like fifty four percent of his yeah fifty three fifty three percent yeah I don't know I don't really like that as a top four guy a guy who completed under fifty five percent of his passes like I, mean, I get it he's got the tools he's fast but like <clears throat> man he was really just not good I bet it's similar <laughs> I bet he had similar numbers to Josh Allen at Wyoming Josh Allen yeah and I did predict he would fail and that look how that worked out so. <laughs> yeah I think people like to use that comparison a lot but it's like how often is that gonna really happen well, yeah, yeah you, you, you I heard that comparison a lot for will Levis too yeah just based off of like we heard I mean I listened to a lot of part of my take the one of the barstool podcasts yeah. um and I remember back then they were saying oh the the joke was he looks really good in shorts like in his, you know, workouts on the field, not in pads. Right. Levitz and Richardson, really. I mean. Oh no, they all these quarterbacks do. Besides, besides Bryce Young, who won number one, just because he's looks good so on much, the field. Yeah, he he looks good in the film room on a, on a whiteboard and on the field. I did actually talk to an NFL scout that I work with about who's the best quarterback in this class. I was just wondering. I don't really care. I don't have a dog in this race. He said it was Bryce Young pretty easily for him. Really? So that's like one take on it, and that guy's been doing it for. I mean, we're not. Years. It, yeah, I mean, we're talking about this now, but. Nobody knows. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, sure. it's game. It's all a crapshoot. We'll find out here in maybe three to four years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none yeah. of these quarterbacks could be good at the end of the day. I think Bryce Young's a great talent. It's just a size concern for me. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. I've seen him play he's live. One and now he's fucking five ten. He's five ten. Wow, really? Like at the combine, that's like, like Russell Wilson size, but smaller. Kyler size. He's slighter. Yeah. He's he's more slight. Like yeah, I've we've I've talked about like Aaron Hogan has had this comparison for a few months, but he 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 kind of reminds him of Stephen Curry in the NBA. You know, like that same kind of build, like. But Steph Curry six three. He yeah. plays just slight. He plays know? like a point guard. Like that's kind of yeah. how he plays. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, especially with a lot of the short routes Alabama runs. Um, anything else in the first round that stood out to y'all? Um, Gibbs going twelve to the Lions. That was weird. That he, was so weird. He me. even looks surprised by that. I think he's a. <laughs> I think he's a hell of a football player. Same. You know what I mean? But I mean, it made a lot of sense once they offloaded Swift, and of course he goes to the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm so upset by that. I think yeah. Jameer. There's not that big of a drop off between Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. No, I think well, they're way different, but yeah, I agree. yeah, like, but. They can probably get you similar levels of production. That's probably in the NFL. true. But Bijan's an easier jersey to sell. Shay, anything that stood out to you? Well, I was just looking at those receivers that uh, that there was a string of what was it five taken in the first round, none of which were Zach Flowers, who everybody no, no, at Pluckers Zay well, Flowers wins. Well, he went, but there was a running joke at the Pluckers that just nobody would take <laughs> Zach Flowers, but everybody guessed yeah, for about eight picks. There was about there was like three guys that were about ninety percent of the picks for the first round. Oh, we sure. didn't get many right, but yeah, go ahead, Shay. But uh, I like Smith uh, Smith and Jigba. Um, you know, to the Seahawks, I feel like they've got a lot of weapons for Geno Smith out there. Uh, they're going to try to make that work. And I also liked Quentin Johnson to the Chargers, another weapon for Herbert, um, you know, keeping the offense potent. And, uh, you know, especially with Keenan Allen getting getting older. And I, I couldn't imagine he's – Him and Mike Williams. They, they well, they, to be signed, they signed Mike Williams to, a, I think, an extension recently. I don't think he's going anywhere any fast. But, yes, he is injured uh, usually I, I can I can see Keenan Allen getting moved before – before the season starts. I mean, there was rumors of that earlier in the offseason. Um, I think he's on the last year of his deal. He seems like he misses four to five games every year. 
but I mean, he is a difference maker when he's on the field. If before the Cowboys made it, the, made the Brandon Cooks trade, I was like, go get that guy, Quinton. Or no, Brent. No, go get Keenan Allen. Oh, Keenan Allen. I don't. Th- I don't think Quinn Johnson's. I think. Yeah, to me, the best receiver in the draft, in my opinion, is Jordan Addison. I think. Really? He w- yes, in my opinion. Damn. That that's my favorite receiver. I think he is the most well-rounded. Quentin Johnson worries me because he doesn't snatch the ball with his hands. He's Bro. never. He's never been a guy that's like going to make a really really hard catch. He can elevate, but. Yeah, it's like you look at him. He's six four. So he's not though. But he's, he, he 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 was listed six four at TCU, but at the combine he was like six two and a half. Okay, well he still like kind of profiles as a big guy, he big does. receiver. Yes, physical. But he doesn't play like he almost plays like a smaller receiver. Like he's gonna give you that run after catch, but he's not gonna be like an ultra physical guy. I think Jordan Addison with Justin Jefferson could be pretty dangerous. You're talking about a guy who can run those quick twitched up routes. You know, catches with his hands. Yeah, he's a bit slight. But, you know, you see guys like Devontae Smith have success. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, no, I like that fit in, in Minnesota, too. I hadn't really thought about that, playing next to Justin Jefferson. And he'll, he'll have single coverage all day. Oh, yeah. Which is way different than what he's dealing with at USC. He was, he was doubled up all the time. That was my guy who I wanted to slide to Dallas. But I don't think they would have taken him. I think uh, they were in love with Mozzie's just what he could be as far as, like, not what he is now, but what he could be as far as a dominant nose tackle who could ha- give you a little pass rush as well. A lot of this just hoping this raw talent can get a lot better at football. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of that. I mean, well, hey, so in general. what about the rest of the Cowboys draft? They took Schoonmaker, the tight end, out of two Michigan players in the in the first two rounds. Um, that worked out really well last time. With what? Taking Taco. A, Taco, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Schoonmaker in the second, DeMarvion Overshone in the third. That was Were you cool shocked by that? that? Yeah, no. I mean, anytime Jerry Jones picks a cowboy, it's it's Longhorn. or Longhorn. It's surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw Connor Williams go in the second round a few years ago. Didn't really pan out. Uh, I guess I, I learned that Jerry has a grandson who plays at Texas on the football team. How come I didn't know that either? Wait, the quarterback from? Uh... No, he doesn't play football anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, he, uh, he went Paxton. to Arkansas, right? Yeah, he he started like three games at Arkansas. Yeah, I remember um, that. And then he. Uh, he eventually just left the football team, and I think he graduated and just was like, "I'm just going to be." He was like five. I'm just going to be so. rich as fuck. I'm going to be rich as hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a legacy thing. You I know. mean, he played. Though. Well, you don't think a five nine quarterback should be a college starter? Is what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Demarion, I like that fit with the, especially with the news today of Micah Parsons moving to DN full time. He's in. How lot. do you think about that? I, I mean, he already plays. He like, kind of does. He played some OLB, and I'm sure we'll right. still get some exotic looks from him coming from. All different, all eleven spots on the field. Is it because he wants to be paid like a defensive end? That's 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 what it is. That's been the thought. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's going to get paid regardless. But I think he's most effective off the edge. I mean, I would imagine DN's uh, franchise tag value is just higher, way higher. OLB, way higher, definitely. Um, But yeah, so I like that move. And then in the fourth round, who did they? V, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, name. Oh, is like it VLMA Fahoko? It's Simi Fioka's brother. Uh, no, it's not. I, I looked it up. Is it not? No. Well, what I saw is Simi was like, Simi literally put out a tweet like, "We need to check our ancestry to see uh, <laughs> if we're brothers or whatever." I'll do, uh, I don't believe it. San Diego State. I mean, no, San Jose State, California. Um, I was, I was definitely gonna say probably a common ancestor there. I, that's, I that's, know nothing about him, but they uh, look, going they, up front again, they you know, look very similar. Um, and then we took who? Who in the fifth round? Awesome Richards, uh, left tackle for North Carolina, has some guard flexibility. But I mean, we might as well get to the most pretty much talked about late round pick of the draft, and that's Deuce Vaughn. Hell yeah, uh, local product. What do we think about up. that? I, mean, I love that. I watched him play so many times in college, and he's 
He's just so much different than any other running back that they've had. It's just a straight speed guy, super, uh, super like shifty, athletic. Uh, you know, can catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit too. I think that that's a huge part of the Cowboys' offense. So obviously, that's an important uh, detail there. Yeah. Um, and he can throw chips out of the backfield too. He's not uh, incapable at five six. At literally, <laughs> five, yeah. Five. He probably doesn't even have to crouch down. He just jumps at uh, defensive ends, and it's a chop block. Yeah. I mean, that was a really cool video of having you know his dad make that call to him. Stepped out. Oh for yeah. That, for so the assessment cool. of him. Um, yeah, that was really cool for sure. I love the Deuce Vaughn pickup. Uh, I like that they got you know sixth round value. I think no it's kidding. a great pick. Uh, I've seen Deuce Vaughn play a lot of football as well. He was a stalwart up there at Kansas State. Yeah, it seemed no like kidding. he was there for six fucking years. Probably yep. actually was there for only five. But still, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm not sure how much treads left on the tires. Uh, he's an older guy, so that probably decreased his um, you know draft stock. Probably why he went in the sixth round because you know uh, I don't have the list of running backs who went, but I thought Deuce Vaughn was one of the best. Uh, Yes, Kansas State running back prospects I've seen, and uh, one of the better him. running backs in the country. Yeah, definitely. Pflugerville guy, right? Yeah, um, Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge. Wags yeah. used to call his games. Yep. That's wild. I know. Yeah, he must have been so freaky good in high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, a kid with that kind of if he wasn't, If he was 5'9", he'd be, you know. He would have been third a round third round, yeah. And he would have probably played for Texas. Um, it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we shouldn't just evaluate on size, guys. I don't know. Um, so before we move on to some NBA talk, let's get one winner from the draft. We don't even need to talk losers, but just one team that's not the Cowboys. Eagles. Okay, Eagles yeah. from Shea, Jalen Carter, Nolan too. Smith. That's very much an easy pick to make, and rightfully so. All right, well, yeah. we can't all pick the same yeah. team. So, Well, no, 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 I could pick another <laughs> one. I just, that was the obvious no, one. Mean, they just sat there and, you know, what was it, nine? or They got the there best was even player trade. in the draft, Ex- arguably. Exactly. They got a pick that could have gone one at nine, and then they also, who they mop up also out of Georgia? What was your guy's Nolan name? Nolan Smith. Yes. Yeah, they got like four guys from Georgia. Uh, in the past two, and they got uh, the Keely Ringo, the cornerback. The He's and, good, too. Man. He's fast. He goes good. Well, um, then I'll take the Texans. We already talked about it. You know, I liked I liked the moves they made. Um, you know, you uh, D'Amico Ryan's. He's the new head yep. coach. Yeah, coming back home. Uh, he needs a leader on the defensive side of the ball in Alabama. Yeah, he's been the man. Um, you know, only stayed through his junior year, but I mean, they, people were talking about him as a Heisman candidate. I think a uh, big name coming in, sell a lot of jerseys, uh, and then you got CJ. I'm sorry, CJ Stroud, uh, who is also going to be a franchise quarterback who they have to replace. After you know the untimely departure of Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Corey, you got untimely a team. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. One of my favorite drafts easily is the Steelers. What they were able to do, um, they're able to secure a franchise left tackle, or certainly someone who has the potential to be that, and Broderick Jones. And then my probably my favorite pick of the whole draft was they were able to get Joey Porter Jr., who somehow fell out of the first round. To me, he was my number three corner. Like. I wanted the Cowboys to pick him. I, I would have loved that pick. I mean, you're talking about six two and a half physical corner, and we've seen the, the bloodline thing work out. I mean, Patrick Sertan. Um, there's some other guys I'm forgetting right now that who their dads played in the NFL. Antoine Winfield. Yes, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. Like this has been working out. So uh, I think, and also his film's great. Um, they picked up. Uh, I thought he see. would be the first corner off the board. Quite honestly, you think it'd be Devin? 
Who? Who? Wasn't Devin the first one off the board? The Mississippi State guy? No, no, no Illinois. Illinois oh, yeah, I Devin. Well, I guess he, besides him, yeah, I mean, he, he was, went top five. He was right? so nasty, bro. I was surprised Forbes went ahead of Christian Gonzalez. The commanders took Forbes. That is surprising but He did me. have the record for most interceptions returned for a touchdown in a career, which I didn't know. Yeah, that. but he's like 160. Yes, literally 160. That's like the <laughs> sickest stat to have, though. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's so dope. Um, Steelers also got Darnell Washington in the third round, the 6'7", 280-pound tight end from Georgia. They got him uh, in the second? Third. Third, I mean. Yeah, he man. fell because of a knee, a uh, little medical flag that some teams had. Uh, I thought Cowboys might pick him, but they didn't want an injured guy. And um, they also took Corey Trice in, like, the sixth round from Purdue, who I had – I watched his film, actually. I thought he was a third to fourth round player. I don't know there were some medical things there, but I thought that was good value as well. So I'll go with the Steelers. I thought they had a good draft. Keenan, you got a team? Oh man, I wish I did. I, I don't have. I don't know enough about NFL to be honest. Okay, I thought the Titans did well. Yeah, I mean, getting Will Levis in the second round. I was going to say the Arizona Cardinals. And they got um, I mean, it's. I think both the Cardinals and the Texans were. It was a win-win situation for both teams. Um, I Clemson think, had a good draft. They got two guys drafted. Clemson, that's it. Just two. And the first round. Oh, okay. Yeah, two well, first yeah. rounders. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Arizona getting Houston's pick next year, trading back and then trading back up to get Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle out of uh, Ohio State, who was, mm-hmm. you know, arguably he was the best O-line prospect. Um, and in a year this year where you can really focus on developing some young guys, I'm not too familiar with the rest of their picks, but to the fact that they got him a guy that can be a stalwart at, at the left tackle position and a – potential top five pick for next year to go along with their pick as well. I think that's huge. Hell yeah. Let's talk about uh, Bijan Robinson. Was, oh my I, God. I was about to say that. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the rest of the Texas Longhorns either. Bijan Robinson go number eight to the Falcons. That was um, fun, man. That was just a cool moment. Yeah. You know? uh, kind of, that was kind of the spot where we here and the, the, the fellows in Vegas tuned out of the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it was for me. As long as you didn't go to the Eagles, I was happy, but yeah. I think the fit with the Falcons, like we talked about last week is, is perfect. You know, with Arthur yeah. Smith being the head coach there coming from Tennessee, you know, hard nose, pound the rock, pound the rock. They got a good O-line too. Uh, Very young, good O-line. A young quarterback and Desmond Ritter, who that's I mean, right. they're handing the keys to we'll see how he does. I think having a guy like Bijan Robinson next to Tyler Algier, uh, the rookie from BYU last year. And then Cordell Pat- Patterson, who seems like he just doesn't age. He He's rocks, like 34 man. years old, probably still get you 900 yards next year and 10 tutties. Um, so yeah, I love that. What do y'all think? Losing franchise, terrible place to have gone. You know, no direction at quarterback, as far as I can see. <laughs> you just hate Bijan for and, skipping the and, bowl game. And a, a loaded backfield. Um, you know, like I told y'all last week or two weeks ago about him having a twenty. In my mind, a twenty percent chance of being the most productive running back in this class, uh, having nothing to do with talent and all to do with situation and you know just production on the field. Uh, I think I'm you know right on with that pick. Uh, he's going to be in a crowded backfield. It's going to be hard for him to get. You know. Uh, a lot of touches. I I mean, he didn't see an incredible amount of touches at Texas. I, I didn't think, especially not early on, you know, and he's coming out early, obviously. Um, but, yeah, the, I, who's the best uh, Atlanta Falcon running back you can think of? Michael Turner? I would say uh, uh, I can think of it right my now head. or all time. Ronnie Dunn. All time. Work, work I mean, done. was it worked? Work, work done. Yeah, work it was done. Work done from Florida State. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I. I know you're a little salty with Bijan still, and that's okay. But I, I can tell you one thing: is I'll be taking him in the first round in fantasy this year. Oh yeah, totally. If you got a dynasty draft, uh, I'm, just, I'm, talk, I'm talking in our league. Okay, you don't yeah. keep, keep you just anybody. gave him your whole strategy, bro. Don't do that. Because I know he's not going to. Corey might pick him. Corey's in our <laughs> league, but 
I yeah no I I disagree with you, but I respect your opinion. Um, y'all got anything on Bijan? We need to probably talk about the Rusty's Longhorns too. How do, before we y'all go yeah, ahead? Just real quick, I just think. I think it's an interesting pick. I think more than anything, they're trying to see what they have in Desmond Ritter, right? Kind of like Miami did with Tua. It's like, just surround him with a bunch of studs, see if he can play. If he can't play, you know. Because I think what sort of like the Patriots and other teams do, they don't really know what they have in Mac Jones because they haven't given him the weapons to see. Give your young quarterback all the weapons, and if he can't play, you'll know right away. And the next year, you'll be picking at the top of the draft. You can be in the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes. And if he can play... Then you know you got a great, oh, powerful offense. Imagine Caleb Williams and Bijan. That would be it's London be, overnight. They would be yeah. a playoff contender at least. He's wearing number London. seven. London was a fantasy guy for me last year, I believe. Yeah, well, because Drake London's number five, so Bijan has to be number seven. Um, but some other guys he got drafted. Roshan went to the Bears in the fourth round. That's a cool spot for him to land. Yeah, too. Chicago has a ton of Texas access too. Like he'll be very connected. With um, him, so. Yeah, so he's sharing that backfield with Khalil Herbert, uh, the rookie from last year, and they signed David Montgomery as well. No, they signed. They let go of David Montgomery. The Lions signed David Montgomery. I think it's just him and. Khalil Herbert, and they might have. I think they signed one veteran, um, yeah. but I like that fit too. I think they'll. I mean, they're run that him, Justin Jefferson, and Khalil Herbert, who's also a power back. Sure, they'll be running the shit out of the ball. Um, Keandre Coburn got drafted by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did Ojemo go? Ojemo yeah. went to the Eagles in seven. Yeah, Eagles. My bad. Of course. So. I thought he fell more than I thought he would. I thought he would go a little earlier just based on his size. Well, dude, profile. I who Ojimu? Yeah, he's big. No, he's not. He came in and interviewed in like in studio uh, for B and E a few weeks ago, like before the draft. Now, I will say he is probably one of the smartest football players. He doesn't players. have like freakishly long arms. Sure. He has long arms. Okay, but that's he's, what I'm thinking. He's about. like as tall as me, okay. and he's not like. You don't you don't see them and it doesn't like I realize a lot of these guys aren't as big as you really think like you just think defense alignment are fat which some of them are but he's yeah, some of them are built like outside linebackers no I mean yeah and like he's not tall he definitely has long arms big hands but like he didn't he looks like he weighed like with no pads on looks like he weighed like two fifty which was weird to me so he walked right. out and I was like hey, I thought he would be bigger. Which but there's like a guy like Keandre Coburn I'm sure you see him on the street Snacks. and you're like that's a big motherfucker. I love Snacks, former Orange Bloods athlete, actually. Very funny guy. Um, but beyond that, I mean, that, that's all the guys who got drafted. I know Deshaun Jameson signed with the 49ers undrafted. Um, Anthony Cook signed somewhere yeah. as well. I want to say Tampa, but I pro- could be wrong. I don't remember exactly. He He's going to be a long shot to make it any team, though. So, But, yeah, I mean, there's um, – Shay, you got anything on any of those other guys? On the guys that got uh, picked up in free agency? No, just the – I mean, Roshan, oh, yeah, Keandre. Love, love Roshan, where he went. You know, they. I believe the Bears ran the ball more than anybody else last year. Um, a lot of that had to do with, with uh, their quarterback, right? He ran it, it a lot. Exactly. But, you know, I mean, hey, make some packages up for Roshan Johnson to get the ball out. I oh, mean, yeah. he played quarterback in high school. I think they could run the same package um, with Roshan Johnson. Um, but, you know, whatever they can scheme up. Uh, more Ojimo and Coburn. I thought, yeah, they were good inside presences on the Texas defensive line. And I'm glad they got drafted didn't expect anybody else to get drafted personally but uh the marvian overshone did go a lot higher than i thought he would i thought maybe the cowboys lost a little draft value there but i'm happy he gets to stay home and you know uh hopefully see some time on that front seven for the dallas cowboys from arp texas I, so think, I, I was hearing stories about sorry to interrupt you but i was ahead. hearing stories about demarvion in high school um since he's been drafted the cowboys and Alleg- supposedly like they had to like in practice and in games because it was like what like it's like a 2a school or yeah. something and he was so much bigger small. and more athletic than everyone they would just had to be like all right dude you keep 
we got to take you out because you're literally like killing kids out here. <laughs> so I, I thought that parents was Parents were worried in the stands. No, th- I mean, th- it kind of, the fact that he was able to, he came in as a safety, just a big safety, played there for a year. That's crazy. Um, played like half of another offseason at safety, got moved to linebacker, played two years of linebacker, and then this last year was almost playing like an edge. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, I think that, that shows that he's coachable, and I, I think Dan Quinn having a versatile guy, like kind of like I'm not saying he is Micah Parsons, but a guy that can do multiple things on the field yeah. is definitely where the NFL is moving towards. And I think maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in in three years he'll be a, a starter on the Cowboys. I for think sure. Dan Quinn sees a nice QB spot for Jalen Hurts. You know, a oh guy like yeah, that. they can you can also shoot through the a gap. He had a lot. He had a few sacks this year for Texas, just blitzing. If he can stop targeting people. Yeah, um, that was the biggest beanest call. Of all time, dude. <laughs> dude, I was there got, at that game. I was so mad. He was the king of targeting early in his career. But um, unless y'all got anything else, is y'all down to move on to the NBA? Let's go. Okay, cool. Um, now I can actually contribute. Do like you want to? Let's, let's let's do that. Let's start with <laughs> let's start with your draft board. You got that pulled up? Yeah, I do, man. Corey, you, you, got, you got any questions for? Yeah, for Keenan here. Tell I, me. Can, I can answer the first question, which is how can you have Amen Thompson over Brandon Miller? If that's what you're gonna ask. Amen Thompson. I, tell me about yeah. Amen Thompson. Tell me about these top five guys. Uh, obviously, okay. everyone knows about Victor, and a lot of people seen Brandon Miller just because of all the controversy. Tell tell us about some of the other guys. Yeah, man. Um, Scoot Henderson, 04, G League Ignite. Uh, he's like 6'2", 200, so he's not like a super tall guy. But he's incredibly explosive, like super quick off the dribble. He's got crazy hops. He can attack the basket. He he reminds me of Derrick Rose. Mm. Um, that's like probably my best player comp for him, or maybe like more efficient Westbrook, um, which is like both like very so can't good shoot, though. to have. Is he a point guard? He's a point guard, yeah. He he's okay at sh- he's not a terrible shooter like some of these other guys who are in this draft, but he yeah, he's not amazing at shooting. And he can't really shoot the three. He's like more of a mid range shooter if he's gonna pull up and shoot. But just the explosion he has athletically and the the IQ he has, because he, he's been playing pro basketball now for two years. So like he's playing against as good as you can play against before being in the NBA. He's figured out how to play defense better despite only being 6'2". Uh, and he's just like, uh, he's a good rebounder too because he's just one of those Westbrook, just high motor, just like super high athleticism, high motor type of guys that just, they just get things done athletically that other guys simply can't no matter how much you train them. Is there a comp for Victor Wimbayama? Is, 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 he, uh, is he like nothing we've ever seen before in the NBA? I would probably say that actually yeah i mean like what he, what what is his what are his top three like if you had, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is the top three things he he's good at he's best at okay so he's seven foot five but he shoots off pin down screens like he comes off screens and shoots which is insane that a seven foot five guy is coming off screens and shooting kind of, so it's kind of like katie what's kind of like katie he's not as good a shooter as KD is but i mean nobody is um, he's also a little bit like Kristaps Porzingis in the size, the skill for the size. The mid-range is coming along. Uh, KP's a better shooter right now than Wembenyama is, um, but he's an elite shooter. Uh, and then third, I'd say maybe like uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, I know that they're both French and seven feet tall. That's not really why. It's like... Just the, protection? Uh, the ability to protect the rim from Wimbanyama, despite only being, you know, he's 7'5", but he's only 240, so he's not, like, built 
You know, he's a pretty lanky guy, but, like, defensively, he's unlike... That's where he's unlike anything I've ever seen, because, like, I was watching a, a game of theirs recently, and they were attacking... Uh, he plays for Metropolitan's 92 as a French league team, and he's getting attacked by three different guys. There's two guys on... There's a guy on each wing, there's a guy in the middle. They're just running a weave, right, in a, in a fast break. And none of them scored. And it was one guy defending three guys, and none of them could do anything because they throw it to the other guy. He just reaches out his right I arm. I mean, what's his wingspan? Like eight feet. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So he's so also he's, really smart, too. He's a smart player. He's terrifying, dude. So like, is he, without no doubt, the, the top pick? Scoot, definitely. Scoot Henderson. Definitely. Yeah. And Scoot Henderson's definitely second. That's where I'm at with okay. those two guys. Well, I think you can't not take Victor one. I think you're out of your mind if you don't take him one. What's his passing ability like? He's actually a decent passer. He's not Jokic or anything like that. He's not a big that you're going to facilitate through in that way as much, but like just having the ball as much as he does, he can see over the defense well cuz he's 7 foot 5. He can connect on uh you know, he's he's good at receiving passes as well like when he's playing pick and roll. It's not sloppy. Like he's it's, not No, he's, he's not, not losing, sloppy losing and he has steps. handles. And, which uh, is insane. And you would say he's the biggest prospect since LeBron James. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. That doesn't mean he's as good as LeBron James. Will be as good as LeBron James, but this is the most hyped I've ever seen anybody about a prospect. Zion Williamson is the only one that comes close. That's that's what I was gonna say. Is it more or less than the more Zion? More than Zion, hype? yeah. Because Zion had had issues with um with. I know that they're gonna say Wembenyama has like issues with injuries. He hasn't had a serious injury knock on wood uh, yet. Because you know I want to see this guy perform. I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. You know, a lot of the guys that are his size have foot injuries, foot issues. It happens all the time. It happens with Kristaps Porzingis. It happened with Joel Embiid for a while until people forget he barely played those first three years. He was Trust the process. Trust the process. They let this guy not play because he was so good, and now you have a championship. You have an, MVP, you have an MVP. Yeah, exactly. Um, an MVP? An MVP, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, what what about Scoot Henderson? You got do you got any player comps there? What what is he good at? Yeah, I think at? Um, uh, I think he's Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook. Um, is that is that who you were talking? About? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Scoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss that. No, no, you're good, dude. No worries. Um, there's a lot of names and a lot of. Is there is there a, is there like a just like there's a true number one, a true number two? Is yeah, there, is there is the third pick? Third is where people start. It's really between two guys. Is it Brandon third. Miller? Brandon and... Miller and Amen Thompson. Okay. I mean, some people have Brandon Miller as high as two. So it's not just, uh, you know, a few people like him. Like, there's a legitimate argument to be had for Brandon Miller at two, three, or four. Um, I have him at four because I love Amen Thompson. I think he's like a complete freak that we've never seen anything really that close to. Like, I think he's... So the the knock on him obviously is he didn't play in a very competitive league. He played in overtime elite, which is sort of an NBA alternative for younger players who want to play pro basketball but can't get into the NBA because of their age. What about the G League? It's it's is it not as that? good as the G League. Could no. you explain kind of why someone would yeah. go to like something like overtime instead of college or? Yeah, I mean it's professional basketball, so you can just get paid off the bat. So it's and basically just you know to get paid and yeah. And is the competition pro. better than NCAA? No, not in overtime elite in G League. Yes, it is in France. Yes, it is. Most pro leagues in Europe Spain. are better than college. Yeah, like almost all of them are probably. What about Australia? College. 
Well, NBL is pretty competitive, man. I mean, uh, the, Texas just lost a kid to the NBL. They lost AJ Johnson, so, the shooting guard. But so, so New Zealand teams are in the NBL too. Is it? I think it's both. Yeah, I think Australia and New Zealand are both. Cool. I mean, NBA. we've seen a lot of Australian players in the NBA. Yeah, like Aaron Baines, Joe Ingles. I mean, if you count Ben Simmons, him too. Yeah, Dante um, Exum. Dante, Dante Exum. Good, good, good pickup, yeah, dude. Yeah, there we go. Nice, nice reference. But yeah, I love Amen Thompson at three. I uh, he's he's a six seven point guard um, who's just insanely athletic. I mean, like arguably the best athlete in the class. Doesn't really have a jump shot, which is the huge knock on him. But I just that always like. When's the last time a, a wing or anyone really that had uh, concerns shooting threes and like not before the NBA yeah. and learned and gained a three point shot once they've gotten into the NBA? I can't. I mean, oh, there's a few. There's a few, but like, I see what you're saying. You know, it's that's like that's usually a concern where I'm like, I for sure, I don't think you're ever gonna. I mean, like, there's guys like Dorian Finney-Smith. Like when he came to the league, he couldn't shoot a three point shot to save his life. Yeah, and now it's like. Yeah. Every game, it's like you're either going to go 0 for 7, 3 for 7. You know, it's it's still questionable. Sure. Uh, it's something you can definitely get better at, but I, is a shot broken or does he it's have not, a stroke? I, here's my, my thing with Ahmed, why I think he's going to be so good. So I did a lot of player comps. I don't share all of them because some of them are kind of like off or whatever. But, dude, so I've talked to a few people about Amen Thompson and who he's like. He is essentially six foot seven John Morant. So that athletic, like that. Yeah, he's a freak, dude. But he's he's, gonna, a, he's the flash. But he's gonna play wing in the NBA. No, he's gonna play point guard. Oh, really? Yeah, he's okay. a point guard. Oh, yeah, okay. his twin brother's a wing. Okay, Alzar. Is, is he in the draft as well? Yeah, yeah, he'll be. I have him eighth, but I just like Amen's ability at the point guard spot to affect. What games. a name, too. I know they're both they're Amen. both sick, dude. I, I'm excited to see them at the league. I mean, Amen Thompson is definitely a guy that might take a couple of years to develop, but I think if you're just looking at if you're picking this early in the draft, I think you have to go with best possible player for getting uh, how they fit into your team. Like, I think you just have to go best player available. And to me, Amen has the highest ceiling. Of all I mean, there's guys. some NBA drafts where there's literally one guy or sure. none. Like, yeah, that, well, this that, is a strong draft. Yeah, I know. I feel like, like compared... next year's weak. Okay. Next year's not good. This year's is really good. So, um, as far as Scoot Henderson and Eamon Thompson, yeah. they're basically, it seems like their profile is kind of the same, like hyper-athletic guards except for Eamon 6'7", but I guess you have Scoot Henderson ahead just because he's a little bit more polished? Or? He's a little more polished, and he's been playing G League Ignite for two years versus Eamon, yeah. who's just played one year. He's more raw. Late. Yeah, he's more raw. I mean, like, I would still probably take Scoot over him just because I Scoot's ability to finish is just, like, unbelievable. Like, he, he's kind of got, like, a Kyrie Irving finisher type ability to, like... Does crazy passes. shit around the rim. Yes, exactly. Like, he, he can work around uh, big defenders. He, he's really skilled. He uses the backboard. Like, he's a freak, dude. Like, he's really good. Um, and that and I have Amen at three. I think I think the difference is that Scoot is just a more polished version of Amen. But, I mean, if you look at just ceiling, like, Amen could end up being better than Scoot. But I don't know. I think Scoot's going to be a superstar. Okay, cool. Um, before we move on, do you got a sleeper? Anyone that's projected yeah, to go later yeah, yeah. that you think could could be a gem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go one that's outside the lottery that I think can be a superstar, and then one who's going to be in the second round who I think could be like a first-round type of player. Okay. So I think my pick for somebody who's uh, underrated in the top 
you know, just outside the top 15. I really like Kobe Bufkin from Michigan, and I really like uh, Jalen Hutchifino from Indiana. So Hutchifino is kind of a Jalen Brunson type guy, like plays off two feet, like good scoring guard, does, does a lot of things well, not like expert at anything, but he's a pretty good shooter. And he's just, he's just a good team guy, I think, too. Uh, and then a second rounder who I think is going to be worth a first-round pick is Terrence Shannon Jr., who really? played for Texas Tech. And then Illinois. And now I played for Illinois this past season. I think he has the all the ability in the world to be a two-way wing in the NBA, maybe even like a starter. I think he's super talented. I think he's very undervalued. And he's projected to get a second round right now. He's projected like mid-second round. I have him at 34, though. I think he should probably be near the first round if he's not a first-round pick. That's just where I have him. But I think he could end up being a guy that surprises people. Cool. Y'all got any more NBA draft questions before we move on? I was just going to ask about the Rockets. You know, if sure. they're not able to get Victor, um, do you mm-hmm. think the two guards fit with them? I mean, obviously you said it's probably the best idea and strategy to just take the best player, which I would agree with. Um, yeah. How do you think those guards fit with Houston if they're not able to get the number one pick? Uh, I think Scoot and Amen would be really good fits. I mean, because you've traded Porter, right, or you're going to? I've heard they might tra- uh, trade Jayla Green, too. Please, no. I yeah, they know. shouldn't trade Jalen. I think really I'd much rather them, you know. They're trying move to get. They're trying court. to get a veteran like all star, like a Chris Middleton, oh, to man. push for the playoffs. That's the report that, I saw. I last hate week. that idea for them, dude. Oh uh, man, if I'm them, I draft Scoot Henderson and just see what happens later. Just I, two I think you hyper just, guards, you just go at it. Yeah. You just you just snag him. He's right there. You got to take a guy like Scoot. He's a superstar in the making. I think. Awesome. Yeah. No. Uh, if we don't get that first overall pick, um, I haven't seen a lot of the Scoot Henderson guy. You said he plays in the you know the G League, G League so I just you know I don't watch a lot of G League basketball. Sure, yeah. You know I'm what I mean? That's the only reason I watch it. Yeah, uh, but hey, what is and I you know I hope for the best for the uh, Rockets. I hope we don't trade Jalen Green. That's for damn sure. Sure. Uh, could you explain just a little bit more about the difference between the G League and the uh, what, what the G League and what's the other one? Uh, overtime elite. So why yeah. would a player as good as that Ahmed fella not go to the G League? Because his he had something to do with the found the founding of the entire thing. Like he and his brother did. So oh, okay. So it's huge, a brand new. They thing. got huge equity in it. Yeah, okay. They got a bunch of money. They got equity. They got um, you know part of a percentage of the company and all that. So that's why they did it. They only got paid a hundred thousand, but I think that equity is worth a lot more than a hundred thousand. So I think that they probably made off pretty well. Um, I don't see it lasting, really. I think that um, other leagues are going to overrun them, uh, like G League, like, uh, you know. Uh, Just all the international others, basketball yeah, leagues exactly. that, are, that are really competitive. Overseas. Yeah. yeah, guys can go overseas and play a better schedule, right? So I think that's a big part of it. Um, and get paid more, I'm assuming. Definitely too. get paid more. And it's also better for your game. I mean, now NBA scouts are all over Europe, all over you know, uh, Serbia or whatever, and they're watching every game. Like, you're, you're, if you're good enough, you're going to get noticed somewhere, you know. Well, all the top talent in the NBA is coming from Europe. Just look Absolutely. At, you know, just look at Wimbayama. Look at fucking Luka Doncic. Luka, Giannis, yeah. Jokic. Joel Embiid's from Embiid, Africa. Embiid, yep. Yeah, and I'm sure he was... Uh, he was French educated, probably. Yeah. Seems like a French guy. Yeah, I, think yeah. French, NBA, I think NBA Africa is like. Yeah, how, that's how he like got into the states. I think. Yeah, literally is. Like, I mean, that's a lot of African guys. Um, that's but yeah, cool, I mean, 
Let's segue into talking yeah. a little Appreciate about basketball. You boys. Yeah, hell yeah. So that, that was one of my favorite segments we ever done on this show. Right? No, yeah, I, you, I, I like the I like the the GM style, you know, analytics. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to. I haven't even gotten a chance to deep dive into that list, but oh, it, dude, it'll, no it'll be out. What uh, probably by probably the time? To, this, probably like tomorrow morning. I'll okay, cool. I'll probably do a little more work on it. Probably by the time this episode's out, uh, Keenan Womack on Twitter. You can find this list yes, there. Uh, we'll definitely retweet that out, but um. Hell yeah, we got NBA playoffs going yes, on. Sir. Like we entered, yes, like we talked at the very beginning, uh, no Dallas Mavericks. So my interest hasn't been as high as, I, as I it has that. been in years past. But um, we got a sure. hell of a series right now with Golden State taking on the Lakers. Yeah, game two tonight in uh, San Francisco. They dispatched uh, the the Kings in, in seven games. It was uh-huh. an awesome series. The, the beam was not lit. <laughs> That was so fun. That whole um, series was so fun. And then it looks like Dylan Brooks kind of just ruined his career with yeah, the Grizzlies. A moron. Said the sham support today was under no circumstance will they bring him back after he embarrassed them and the Lakers took them down in what, it was five five games? Is that Six? the coach? No, that's the, the guy that was talking all the shit to LeBron. Oh, oh Dylan yeah, yeah. Dylan yeah. He's, okay. he's a dork. Yeah, so he's. It looks like he might have, you know, blacklisted himself from the league. Um, Speaking so that, of coaches, Budenholzer got fired today. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's a he's a good coach, man. Somebody uh, good team's going to pick him up. And, Houston. Ah, uh, we got a uh, Mecca. Got, got oh, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he, um, oh, shit, he was in the he, he was in the finals. What two uh, years ago? Yeah. So, but I'm, he's kind of been like. Before that, they were like, if he didn't win, a, go to the finals that year, he was going to get fired because he's yeah. made terrible. Terrible, no adjustments in games or really in in, in like full no series. No adjustments in his the, life either. It's the players are going to respect him. Chicks. Yeah, the players I mean, are going to respect him. He's a guy that he banged that guy's wife. That he might go cool. coach like the Magic or the Hornets or something. Right. Yeah, he'll have a job in the NBA. I have no doubt. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. from the pop system. That's like half the coaches in the NBA are. Yeah. Um, but the other series in the West is the Phoenix Suns. And uh, the Denver Nuggets, the one seed, Denver up 2-0. Doesn't look like the Suns have a bench. Uh, And then just to overview things in the East, we have Miami and New York. Miami being the eight seed who took down the Bucks. I told y'all to watch out for Jimmy Butler, man. Uh, He's a playoff dog. Don't play with him, Um, dude. Don't play with him. That series is tied 1-1. And then the other series is Philly and Boston with that series being tied at 1-1 as well. So, a lot of Look, exciting matchups. I know. Man. So let's. It's I mean, let's start time. with the game tonight with the Golden State Warriors and uh, L.A. Game two, Golden State down one zero. Clay and Clay and Steph shot. I think like under forty or under thirty five percent. Yeah, that was not good in the that first was not game. A good shooting performance um, either of them. And I had a shot at the end there with Jordan Poole pulling out from like thirty three. <laughs> um, He's been kind of clown this week for that. I, I mean, I it was an open shot. I've seen, I've, that I've shot seen way times. worse yeah. shots than um, in the game. Like every shot the Mavericks put up for the last forty games that, that were close like but every time. Let's start with you, Shay. Um, you've been watching this series. What do you think? I mean, who 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 has the advantage in, in, in a seven game series between these two teams? I think that the. Uh, Warriors are going to win the series. I know that the Lakers handled the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, but. The Warriors had a long series, long, hard-fought series, like you mentioned, with the Sacramento Kings. Took a lot out of them, went to seven, didn't have that rest, and, you know, lost a close game. Uh, They're a more resilient team. They're the champion um, from last year, and I just think that, you know, 
push comes to shove, they'll win a seven-game series because I think they're just better than the Lakers. Lakers got a lot of production on Anthony Davis. I don't know if it, if he can you're do not that. Gonna, you're not going to get that for a whole series. No. Yeah, in seven games. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors probably win the night and clean this up in roughly six games, yeah. what I'd say. I, I'd say five or six as well. David yeah. Anthony Davis seemed gassed, and he played, like, what, 43, 44 yeah, and, minutes? And they were well, He's going to have to do that all series, too, because without him on the court, their defense is just not horrendous. the same. Yeah, and, I mean, let's – he hasn't been able to do that in his entire career. Probably I wouldn't hurt. be surprised if he gets hurt like Chris Paul did. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah also, he's old, man. And LeBron, um, I, I believe he was like puck to the face. Puck Sorry, to the we face. got some hawk, playoff hockey. We'll touch on that at the end, but it looks like dude just got his eye put out by yeah. a hockey puck. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that look like on the ice. I do, I do, I do love the in studio TV though. It, it, it makes it, things legitimate. It's nice. It'll yeah. be in the background when we get our video feed going, probably. So yeah, that's gonna be nice. Can't wait to. Can't wait to give you all that, but um, Keenan, what do you yeah. think? What, what do you think about Break this it series, down. man? Which Break it series? Down which Gold, Golden, series you want Golden to talk about? State and, and LA. Yeah, well, I hit a huge bet on the Lakers for that game, so I was very excited about it. Really? But uh, yeah, that and I put money on the Sixers to beat uh, the Celtics without Embiid. I did I have that. I did have that, that too. Yeah. They were big dogs in yeah, that one. Yeah, too. they were like I, I got like plus three forty or something. It was awesome. I love seeing James play like that as a former Houston as a Houston guy. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I was wondering, I wonder how, how do Houston fans feel about him? Me personally, I have nothing. No animosity. I, I enjoyed so much, and especially now where we've been sure. the last three weeks. You know, you can't take for granted the success that we had, and Definitely. you know how he played. And even though he's very annoying sometimes as a fan because he just he's a bit whiny and his body language is weird, so that'll get on your nerves. But overall, he's black, Luca. Yeah, like <laughs> he's just. I was he, literally about to say that exactly. <laughs> I, I'd I love to see him. It, but. I'd love to see him get a ring. Um, I thought that performance yeah. was awesome. So he's a great player. Um, you know, we got him for a song, and he gave us everything he had. And obviously, the divorce at the end of it wasn't ideal. Right. All that kind of transpired right around the COVID season time, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, right after it, I guess. But. Um, Daryl Morey got his guy back. I still think that the whole uh, departure of Daryl Morey was all orchestrated by the NBA because of the shit he said about China. We don't need to get into that, but, you know, yeah, he went out and got his boy, and he's got Embiid, and he's got a team that could win a championship, um, I I believe, and at least enough talent to win one. And um, I'm they upset, got a real shot I am upset that we are sitting here hoping that for the third year in a row we can at least get the first overall pick. Right. And if we don't get it this time, then there's no doubt in my mind it's just punishment for what Daryl Morey said about China. <laughs> I all love right. that take. Hell I yeah. like that. I was about to say that's a hot take, but I like it. <laughs> I mean, fuck China. We can all, we're we're an anti-China podcast. That's cool with me, dude. You're not USA. Gonna, you're not going to get any argument from me on that one. Um, yeah, man. I it's it's Golden State, so they're going to shoot the ball a ton. They're gonna they're gonna hit threes no matter what you want to do. They're going to hit threes. But I was really impressed with the Lakers' ability to to contest the uh, to contest on the perimeter in this game. I mean. But you said it earlier. I think the Splash Bros shot like you know thirty five, thirty percent. So like that, yeah, that you was, know, usually, wasn't good. yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially, so like, I mean, you might see that from like one of them, but for both of them to shoot poorly in a game is is rare. Yeah, well, it's 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 not coincidence. I think I think the Lakers played really good perimeter defense, and like LeBron is still guarding people on the perimeter. He's like thirty eight, and uh, you know they just have a lot of pieces that I was surprised worked out. I guess in LA, like I you know I watched Austin Reeves in college uh, at Oklahoma, and I was never like. Oh, that's an NBA star right there for sure. You know, I never thought that about him. Um, 
And Hachimura's been good. I actually really liked him coming out of college. I, I think he kind of like wasted. He kind of got lost. He got wasted Washington. a couple of years there, and that's yeah. kind of what people do when they go to the they Wizards. They got him for nothing, though. They got him for nothing, and the Wizards just like continually do this, I feel like. They get a good player, and then they let a guy who's good but not good enough to change everything they do kind of dictate what they're doing, like Gilbert Arenas or Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal or whatever. You know what I mean? So um, prayers up for them, I guess. But... Yeah, I I like I like where the uh, where this series is going because Warriors have to win at uh, you know Warriors, Warriors haven't won on the road you know I mean they sort of have in this playoffs but that's still sort of a challenge for them uh, but they're at home now uh, so really losing game one to the Lakers when you're struggling to win on the road is like not great so I think there's no way the Warriors don't win tonight I think they know it yeah I'm on them minus six and a half baby. same I just took the money line at way too much money but that's okay. Hell yeah. So I think we all have the Warriors in yeah. that series. Yeah. Okay, I do, cool. So sure. what let's touch on the Denver Phoenix series. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul, once again, out with a groin injury. Uh, they were kind of destroyed once he went out. I think they're outscored 42 to 18 yeah. uh, after that injury took place. Uh, the trade for KD, I mean, you got KD, but you lost all your depth. And I think Doesn't that's work. playing a team like Denver, who is finally healthy in the playoffs for the first time ever. Um, having three true guys that are able to score the ball every single game with sure. Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray and Jokic, who I think still probably should have been the MVP, but you're not. The NBA wasn't going to give it to him three years in yeah, a row. Yeah, they're not going to Larry Bird him. Yeah, so I mean, I I think maybe Phoenix wins one game at home, but I, I think it's pretty pretty. This is the simplest series. I I think uh, Denver takes them out in five games. Yeah, I can I. I agree with you. I mean, the depth I mean, is just, they just, that's what I was going to say is like whenever these teams, they trade, you know, it happened to the Mavericks kind of when they traded for, for Kyrie, like you have like a good team and you trade pieces of it to get a better player, but you're going to have holes in those spots. You didn't plug with the star player and it doesn't always work. And that's like sort of what's going on uh, with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same, same, same deal. Anyone think Phoenix has a chance? I mean, they obviously have, they have, they have Kevin chance, Durant. They have a chance. Like, but I, they don't like without Chris Paul. He's their point guard campaign. It's campaign. Yeah. He's been struggling, I believe. So yeah, that's, so that's like not as good as having Chris Paul. So. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're probably cooked. I, I, I just, I just think Denver's really good. I think Denver is. Uh, they are. A they're, they're the one seed for a reason. How, like, how Kevin they... Durant said that. Did you hear that interview? No. They were like. So uh, did the Nuggets kind of sneak up on you? And he's like, the hell are you talking about? They're the one seed. They don't really sneak <laughs> up on nobody. Pretty yeah, hilarious. I mean, but they, I mean, no one's really talking about them still. And I, yeah. I, They're finally healthy, like you said. I think, I mean, I still, like I said, um, I, think I, I think I picked them to go to the finals two weeks ago. I was going to review the film because I, I pull so many picks out of my ass every day you know being talking a lot so oh, sure. but i think i either picked them or golden state to come out of the west um but yeah i think we're all, you got anything on that series show i just i love kevin durant i'm not sure, sure. if he's enough to take the team over the top uh of this denver nuggets team i think it might be the year they make it to the finals um you know, it seems like every year they are the one seed and they fall short. Yes, they always have injured players, but you know, they're playing well. Um, I love Jokic. Jokic. Um, I would. I would really like to see uh, now that my um, 
uh, Bucks pick is gone. I would love to see Denver and the uh, 76ers battle it out in the finals. Oh, that'd, that'd be fun with Jokic and exactly, and, uh, exactly. Embiid. That's my that trophy rivalry. kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think that'd be fun, but. I haven't really been watching it. Um, when it gets to about a game, you know, an elimination setting, I'll probably pick that series up. I was just... Um, Dude, they're know. on so late, man. Yeah, exactly. Like at 10 o'clock, a game's at halftime. That's and why I work from home, so I can roll over at 8.05 and turn on my computer. Yeah, if I didn't have to wake up, sir, I do stay up for some of these games. But um, let's head out head out east, uh, talk about that Boston 76ers yeah, series. I think that's sure. probably... I mean, both the, both the series out east are... are very compelling with the storylines right now and oh, yeah. the injuries and all that's going on. But with the 76ers, uh, Embiid coming back last night and, and not really mattering, just 15 points, I think 29 minutes, obviously, or 27 uh, under a minute restriction there coming off the knee injury. Um, so I think James Harden had like 12 points. Uh, it was kind of expected. I, I had Boston last night, um, minus 10 uh, before that Embiid in, injury news came I out about him playing. I didn't have that. So Really, yeah. I, just, I mean, I think it's the same kind of deal with uh, the Warriors tonight. You know, you're not coming off a game one home loss. You're you're going to come out in game two. I don't yeah. care if Embiid is playing. you gotta you got to win that game. And I think um, if you're the 76ers, you kind of came to Boston and got what you needed yeah. with one win. And if you go back home 1-1, that's – that's always a win in the playoffs. W, yeah. Well, they should have just sat in bead and made sure he was all right rather than rush him back and get the shit knocked out of yeah. him. Yeah. You know? I mean, I agree. I think, I mean, obviously you got to play to win going into that game, uh, I, which I think they did, playing in bead. But I, I would like to say saw him sit last night, too. Yeah, if you're comfortable taking the 1 1. You know, at yeah. a certain point in that game. Like, who, who y'all got in this series? Oh, uh, probably. But Boston, Boston, just because. But I, I would Boston. love to see the Sixers win. I don't I'm know. James Harden. The, I'm Boston in the NBA Finals, actually. Yeah. I mean, you I know. think they're the favorite of the East, definitely, at this point. Um, they should be. If they're but not. Jason Tatum, he kind of disappears in the fourth quarter sometimes. Have you all noticed that? Like he's, yeah, but they have so many other guys that like I know, but can step up. Like Jalen Brown. Is, God, Jalen Brown is so underrated, dude. I think he's like amazing. But, but, but when you have Marcus Smart thinking that he – is like an all NBA player and taking ridiculous shots. I mean, sometimes they go in. I'm gonna, I will say, but I feel like yeah, and he's taking too many critical shots at the end of games. And yeah, that, he should probably lay off. And if too. you are, I mean, Jason Tatum, I'm sure you get double teamed sometimes, but you still gotta, you gotta make that. Steph Curry gets double teamed and he still gets shots off. Yeah, you for know, sure. Except for last game, but. <laughs> How old is Tatum and Brown now? Are they he, still early 20s? He's 24. And Brown's, what, 26 probably? So? 25. See, I I mean, there was a story, I believe, um, that, you know, Jalen Brown might be moved after this year. Like, if you're Boston. That's insane. What, that is insane to me. I don't know. Is, that, is get, that wrong, me saying No, I've heard that. I just would be shocked. I mean, I would trade Jalen Brown for, like, Kevin Durant straight up. But, well, like, I if, mean, yeah. follow the Warriors. Keep your core and the build around them. Like, okay, here, Durant I, for any of them. Trade yeah, machine yeah. here. Kevin Durant. For Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and a f- future first. I mean, I think oh, I think man. Phoenix wants. How to many keep years that is together. the contract with KD? For, yeah, how many years you got? Max for? five. Five. Ooh. Oh yeah, would, man, that's a good question. I'd probably take Durant. Probably so. I think it would playing with a. Playing with a high caliber player like Tatum in a good system, yeah, and a, a winning franchise, I think that would be good for KD. Yeah, I think so too. Just like the the like tradition is like something that I think works well for him. I mean that if they, that's more than the Nets got for him, 
Yeah. I mean, I like Cam Johnson, and I like. Oh, it is more for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, just, I don't think I he'll have done the Durant trade. I don't think he'll be traded. I'm just saying that. I mean, I, if you got a guy like that, you're instantly. Sure. I think they're the best team. But they maybe already are the best team in the NBA. But that that would set you apart, kind of like Golden State did when they added Kevin Durant when yeah, they were that was, already. That was so amazing, funny, dude. When they added him, and people are like. Well, we got to go out there and try to beat them. <laughs> After they won <laughs> like 72 send games. Send your team out and be like, all right, just try to beat them, I guess. Best team know. ever. Um, so with the other series, New York and Miami, Miami like the that. eight seed. That's been um, fun, dude. Yeah, 1-1, one, one, heading back to Miami. Jimmy Butler looks like he's good to go in game three after rolling his ankle. Uh, in game one, at the, what is that? Is it in game two? Yeah. Um, wait, no, is that series? It's 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So, I mean, Jalen Brunson. I remember when we yep. first started recording. Um, <laughs> we were all happy that we, the Mavs we let first him go. started this podcast, and one of our first big hits on social media was a video of us talking about Jalen Brunson and yeah. how we were like, "Oh, I'm kind of happy." Like, yeah, I don't really want him. You know, we'll be better. Mm, yeah. Not so much. Not so much. Not dude. so much. You basically like lost him and then traded everything you had for a guy that's like pretty much as good. Or I mean, he's he's better. better. He's better, but like you could have. You'd rather have the team from last year than have this team with fucking definitely Kyrie on it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, Jalen Brunson leading that team alongside Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and a whole bunch of Tom Thibodeau hard nosed defenders, which I think. Th- it's working. I mean, all my, of their careers will be cut short by twenty percent. Miami's not a. I mean, not the great. They weren't. They were the eight seed for sure. a reason. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like Shea said earlier, um, and last week, two weeks ago, he's he's a dog, and he yeah, turns he on it, turns it on to a different level in the playoffs. So I, yeah. I mean, I I think this this series is a coin flip. I don't know about y'all. I think the the Heat will take it. I couldn't imagine the Knicks being in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, um, and I think Jimmy Butler is definitely by far the best player in that series. And, uh, you know, remember this uh, Heat team went to the Finals, even though it was a COVID year. They went to the Finals a couple of years ago and pushed the Lakers. And, um, you know, fun. they could, uh, I, I could easily see them being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and, yeah, this the, the Knicks, I know Brunson – really worked out for them but yeah just not enough there i think to get past them uh you've, you you don't have a big presence inside i feel like and they've got bam Adebayo of uh, for the heat so good and yeah i think he's, he's so a very underweight Mitchell a very underrated can't, player can't guard he's no, too slow he to guard. he's also a really good passer yeah, he is. Bam I mean, he's almost like Bam the point guard. Awesome, yeah, he's a point forward. With Tyler Hero, I mean, being out for the season. And Randall's banged up too. I mean, yeah, so, so is Brunson. He, they almost both it's didn't the playoffs, play. Playoffs, man. Everybody's banged up. But yeah, I mean, I I like the Heat too. Just I like, like Shea said, because well, yeah. I can't see um, <laughs> Knicks in the conference finals. But um, it's just not even that. It's just like what we were just saying about the Knicks. Any uh, any last thoughts on the NBA before we touch up on a few you know notes and close this thing down? Nah, man, it's been a fun playoff, so I thought. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. Entertaining. Uh, but, yeah, we got the Stars in Ooh. the second round. taking on the Kraken. Uh, game two tonight, down 1-0. Joe Pavelski had four goals in game one, and we still lost in overtime 5-4. to four. That's wild. Uh, you know, we we don't know too much about hockey, but we can give you updates there. The Bruins. We're white guys. We could approximate what <laughs> The Bruins. Uh, you know, President's the, Cup curse, right? Yeah, the, the best record ever, uh, and they lose to the Panthers. So that, that's what their um, historical claim was this year. They had the best 
this record. Yeah, and that happens a lot more in hockey than like an upset like that. I mean, the yeah. Panthers had pretty much been playing playoff hockey for the last month of the season. Yeah. They were I, they just wanted it more. Uh, I think they kind of shocked the Bruins. Uh, another big story in the first round was the Maple Leafs moving on to the second round, yeah, winning, a playoff, cool. winning a playoff series uh, for the first time since 2004, um, which is huge for, you know, all those. The, the Canadian curse still holds, but they, they've moved on and they're down right now 3-2 to two to the Florida Panthers as we speak. What's the yeah. Canadian curse? Like since, since an NHL team from Canada has won the Stanley yeah, Cup, how long has it been? A very, like, the 80s. Well, wow. Yeah. That sucks. That's like all I mean, there's like there's like there. seven, six or seven. There's teams. like one division, like I one could, fifth I, of hockey. I could, is in Canada. I could be off on that. It could have been the nineties. I, I don't know. We're not hockey guys. Hit us up with a fact check. Tell on us that. how stupid we are on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a long time. Um, another note: the Rangers are in yeah, first place it, at the end of April. You know, and that's. That's pretty big. He's that got me watching big. baseball during the regular season for the first time in a long time. Josh Young, Texas Tech. Yeah, he's a ball. He's a beast. Is he uh, from Austin? I don't know. I don't think so, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, front runner for AL Rookie of the Year yeah, right he's, now. He's easily the front runner. Uh, they Jake DeGrom on the injured list. but uh, Get him back, bro. He's the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. Hopefully he comes back and he's all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Was it Astro- a, uh, was, was it a uh, Tommy John? Uh, it's just elbow inflammation. Okay. I haven't really heard anything else. I don't think it's don't think it's that bad though. Okay, that's good. Um, y'all got anything on the Astros? Uh, we're coming in the form, man. Um, I think we're one game above five hundred, sixteen and fifteen, something like that. That's right. Yep. Um, nothing major to report. Uh, it's it, we've got still got some pl- injured players and a few pitchers uh, went down this week, right? Or yesterday? Who all went ago. down? I think a starting pitcher, Luis, whatever his name, Luis is. Garcia. I think he got hurt, and another guy got hurt, too. Um, What's our guy, Hunter Brown? Is that, yeah, that's yeah. what I was just about to say. The emergence of Hunter Brown has been, um, you know, the good thing to see um, for us. It's another arm, you know, in the starting rotation. But, um, yeah, I mean, Altuve still hasn't played. So, it's yeah, still early. It's a long season, you know, coming off a deep playoff run and a World Series victory. So, yeah, we just wrapped up a series victory over the Phillies, and I think dropped a series uh, 2-1 to the – uh, Giants, but um, yeah, they're playing all right baseball. It was a little disappointing early on in the year, but we took a series from you. Yeah, you know, just hangover from the World Series, you know. Uh, all right, in, we, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. World like, Series champions, you World Series, yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting being the champ. Hey, we're coming though, bro. We're young. Hey, hey, hey! There's nothing like when you come out of that dweller phase as a baseball fan. Oh, you're yeah. like, oh, right, we're here now, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, no, I'm feeling I'm good. Happy. I've been Once feeling in my good. life twice in my life. No, yeah, with yeah the I mean, Rangers. I've been to a World Rangers World Series game. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's about as good as it's going. But it's been a while. It's been ten years plus. So. Not great, Bob. That's all I got on the MLB. I've won three straight weekends in a row betting NASCAR, picking winners. <laughs> I've watched NASCAR for a month straight, and uh, our friend Cody Allen, who you might have heard in our if some, you're an OG, if you're an OG, you know I'm from the fastest lap. Who, which could make a comeback one day. I'm, I'm honestly, Dude, if nobody's coming on next week, we need Cody to come in and y'all talk some fucking NASCAR. Yeah, no, I think we'll, that we'll definitely have Cody on, and at least for a call in the future. Um, Talking NASCAR because I've gotten into it. So I still don't know anything about cars, but I'll tell you why I can pick a winner, baby. And Cody's been a little butthurt about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't understand why they can't just like how are how's one car not how they dude, all the at odds. the same speed? The, uh, they are governed they're, to they're, a certain degree, they are, but they're different makes and 
It's it's, it's it's just a couple different car brands making the exact same fucking engine. I, I put me basically. out there, and they're like, the governor's going to be like 20 miles. I tell you what, 25 to win 800, though, I'll take that any day. Any day. I um, about like that one, so it's awesome. Horse racing type losing. shit. Yeah. Usually <laughs> I'm pretty losing. Much, yeah. Hey, but I forgot, oh, but uh, Kentucky horse. Derby this Saturday. I'm wearing the hat right now. I wish we had video. Confidence game. Hey, is it the 150th? I Maybe. I'm not sure, but... Confidence game, Craig Flowers. You might know him from uh, The High Ground with Jamie Frazier. Speaking of Jamie Frazier, we are at his house at Clifford Studios. Thank you. Morty Unleashed will be released here in the coming month. Uh, got a, had a big interview in today. I heard it was awesome, so get ready for that. But, yes, I forgot what I was saying. What was I talking about? It's the 149th. Yes. I plan Confidence on going game. to the 150th Kentucky Derby. Well, That'll be it, next year. Okay, well, Confidence Game, who uh, won a race to qualify. It's their horse. They own the stable. Um, they'll be up there on Saturday. 29 to 1 odds right now, down from 49 Put to 1. Put my rent on it, bro. Dude, a lot of – yeah, I've seen – he's been sending me articles. A lot of big dog, like, horse betting guys are taking Confidence Games. Isn't so. that horse betting like the OG sort of sports bet? Oh, yeah. Of I mean, like, it's legal in Texas. We can, yeah. we can go down to the track. Dang, we used to be dog racing here too. Po- live a lot pod. of mob involvement. Live back pod in the day. from the from the <laughs> dude. That would, I mean, that would be fun. We get wasted. They'd probably let us do it. Yeah, no, I, maybe we'll see. But uh, Longhorn baseball was actually up in Fort Worth this yeah. last weekend for the TCU game on uh, Saturday, which we won. It, it was a lot of home runs. It was a windy night. It was blown out. Uh, I got a, my one note is that's a really shitty stadium. <laughs> uh, there's like no seating. That's so it's, weird. It's kind of like a glorified high school stadium. Yeah, which is weird because they're a good baseball Yeah, they're program. like decent programming. Uh, but it's a small school. I, had, I don't know. Their gym is nice. It's just I hate the colors, but the actual gym is nice. Um, but, yeah, Tanner Witt uh, started on Monday against them. Yeah. Uh, the one loss. We won the series 2-1, to one, though, so that's good going into. We need West Virginia to lose to Oklahoma this weekend. They're currently at the top of the Big 12. They've been kind of balling out. Uh, Shay, you got anything on Longhorn Baseball? Oh, not really, man. They had an off week. Usually they have a game on Tuesday uh, during the week uh, at home, but they didn't have one this week for finals. They've got a series this weekend up in Lawrence, Kansas against the Jayhawks. That'll be a big series, and they're coming home next weekend to play San Jose State before that final series against West Virginia. Uh, they look all right, but we really need to get Tanner Witt back and inform because we've got nothing in the relief pitch uh, in the relief pitching department, man. Um, it's just bad. We've got uh, really not even three starting pitchers. Uh, we're piecemealing it together. The bats, they're there. We're putting up runs, but we're not protecting leads. And it realistically, realistically playing on the road has been – our, our weak point for us this year, I felt, and um, we can win at home. We've had that what fifteen game home stand that we won every single game. Bunch of cupcakes, but yeah, was, yeah that, some still, of those teams ended up being okay. But um, yeah, I, we're a good baseball program. I don't know if we're going to get the regional or not. Winning the Big Twelve regular season would do a lot for that. Winning the Big Twelve tournament would do a lot more. But you know, we'll see. They're competitive, and if they can score runs, they can beat anyone. Uh, it's just. They, they can't protect a one-run lead at all. Uh, they really need to be up, you know, three or more runs in these games. They need to knock teams out. That's how they need to win ball games. But uh, as far as the Big 12 goes, sucks not to con- sucks not to control your own destiny. Yes, I agree. Um, well, I think that's all we got. Keenan, 
Thank you for coming on, man. Anytime, brother. We'd love, you're you're a basketball wizard. Yeah, Whatever we'd love want. love to have you back around the NBA draft time because sure. I love you know the whole draft stuff, the whole process of like evaluating the prospects, having your kind of own pet cats, if you will, of who you oh, yeah. who you think people are lower on. So I'd love to have you back, you know, sure, around man. draft time for sure. Anytime, brother. Hell yeah, uh, Keenan Womack on Twitter. Once again, our Twitter is the I know our Twitter is Lone Star LD. Our Instagram is the Lone Star Lowdown. Lone Star LD on Twitter. Yes, we don't. Giving y'all a follow. We haven't posted much recently, but that will be changing. That's all right. We um, we committed a lot of our energy to TikTok over the last year, <laughs> and then we realized we, we grew very big on there. But then we realized, and then we, we realized have. we are an anti-China podcast, <laughs> but we want our money. TikTok. It's not going to fly. With we the want China our five hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> I am Texas guy Ty on Twitter. I'm Shayholt twenty three. Corey Gidry eleven. And, uh, Corey with a K. For Ty Henderson, Keenan Womack, Corey Gidry, Shea Holt. We are the Lone Star Lowdown and hook them.